Good morning. Welcome. Happy Thanksgiving. My name is Greg Peterson. I am grateful and honored to serve on your board of trustees. And I'm glad and grateful that you've joined us this morning. Uh, first, I'd like to invite you to take out your electronic devices. If you're on social media, check in, let people know that you're worshiping with us this morning. And then please silence that device and give yourself and others the beauty of this sacred hour. Our announcements. This afternoon at 1.30, the Pettengills will present the second segment in their series on the four Gospels, The Miracle of Jesus. And then today at 5 p.m. is the Gratitude Concert with Lori, Judy, and Rachel. <laughs> Tickets are just $15, and those are available at the door. Uh, Wednesday night is our Thanksgiving communion service at 6.30, which will be followed by a simple supper. We invite uh, folks to bring their favorite soup or bread to share, um, and we'll partake of that as a family following communion service. This year, we will have two um, openings on our board of trustees. If you are interested in learning about being a candidate for the board, there's an informational meeting for that on Monday. Uh, Monday, December 2nd at 6 p.m. Um, one of the qualifications is to have taken Lessons in Truth, which is currently being offered. Uh, and tomorrow night is the last night for you to join that. So if you're interested, please plan to participate. Mark your calendars for our Remembrance Service. That will take place on Wednesday, December 4th at 7 p.m. That's always a beautiful service as we celebrate and honor those of our families and friends that have transitioned. Um, and if you haven't already scheduled your photo session for our new church directory, um, contact the church office or go online to reserve your post. A few holiday notes, of course. This is your last day to order your poinsettias, either for yourself as a gift or to decorate our church. Uh, and thank you for supporting our teens on that. And then you're also invited to stop by the Prism Giving Tree in the Garden Court. We invite you to take a, a gift request card or two or three. Uh, go shopping and then bring back your new unwrapped gift by December 8th um, to help brighten a child's Christmas. And we invite you to take a moment after the service to write what you're grateful for and pin it on the gratitude wreath in the Garden Court. And then... Don't miss our Christmas Eve services, which will take place at 5 and 9 p.m. this year. These are uh, new times. Um, and there's lots of other details about upcoming events. If you're not already receiving our peak of the week, I invite you to sign up for that in our garden court. And now I'm going to invite Reverend Pat to join us and open us with prayer. Join me in our opening prayer this morning. Let's just go to that place within as we take that deep breath together and let go. And yes, we surrender again. We surrender again and again to that infinite, invisible presence within. This presence known by many names. We give thanks this morning for the opportunity to know and be present to the presence. We are grateful. Grateful for the opportunity to come together this morning in spiritual community. Grateful for the support and the love and the consciousness that is shared here in this community. Grateful for so many things. Family, friends, the person sitting next to us. So today we recommit to stirring up that gift of gratitude that is within us. 
And together we say, thank you, God. Together, thank you, God. And again, thank you, God. And again, thank you, God. Let's stand together, please. As we sing together, we come together. Good morning. You know, our order of service is just a little different this morning, and it's wonderful because it's great to have us all together in the sanctuary, including our youth and family ministry. Can we appreciate them and welcome them to the sanctuary? Yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, yes. On a personal note, I want to thank you last week, Jim Ernst, for stepping in at the last minute. I mean, I called him on Saturday at noon. And he was here, and Jim, I heard you did a great job. Thank you very much for that. And I also want to report back to you that, uh, yes, uh, we plan sometimes, and God laughs. Have you noticed that? 
I had planned to be here. I was ready. I was excited to say what I was going to say. And at the same time, God had other plans for me last weekend. So uh, I was at the Church of the Mattress last weekend. And, uh, <laughs> and I can tell you that I have recovered nicely. And I am really grateful for that. And it is a joy to be back here with you this morning. Thank you. You know, um, a, a preacher once preached about the dr- danger of drinking. <laughs> preached about the danger of drinking beer and, 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 and showed his congregation this clear glass with a piece of liver inside and poured the beer inside and let them watch what would happen to your liver if you drank. Well, there was a drunk in the back of the room on the very last bench that stood up and said, Oh my God, I will never eat liver again. (laughs) Not a good joke for someone in recovery, is it? Needless to say, I shared that with, um, I shared that with, uh, I shared a previous joke with Reverend Jeanette and she says, That's not going to go over. I told this one. She says, this is the one. You need to run them by me every time. You know, um, I love this time of year. You know, it's it's one of my favorite holidays. Uh, We think sometimes about Thanksgiving just coming together for the holidays, and that's a wonderful thing. Because I believe that as we come together for the holidays, regardless of what we call it, that our entire country comes together. Think about that. And think about this collective consciousness of thanksgiving. And what a difference it can make individually in our lives. But what a difference it makes collectively in our country. So wouldn't it be wonderful, my dear friends, if our entire nation could live this way all the time? in this attitude of gratitude. And we do that, and we can do that, because um, we add to this collective consciousness with our own life, do we not? You know, my, uh, my life adds to it, your life adds to it. And it begins right here with me. And so this holiday season, rather than calling it Thanksgiving, I love to call it Thanks Living. Because thanks living, my dear friends, is just not for the holidays. Thanks living is truly a, great, a way of life. Let's talk about for a moment just this attitude of thanksgiving and gratitude. Some of the things that we teach about gratitude and, 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 and thanks living. We said it's a way of life for first. And number one, so often we associate uh, thanksgiving and gratitude with the effect that's already happened in our life. And that's so easy to do. When good things are going on in our life, is it not good to give thanks? Absolutely. Sometimes it's more challenging to give thanks when you're at the Church of the Mattress, you know? Or sometimes it's just a little bit more challenging to, to give thanks when things are not going the way we want them to go in our life. But at the same time, what we teach here is we teach that gratitude, thanksgiving, is a causative energy. If you walk out of here with nothing else today, walk out of here with this. And that is that thanksgiving is a cause, not just an effect. So when we have things going on in our life, 
that we don't necessarily like. It is time for us to stop and to stir up the gift of gratitude. Mr. Butterworth, in one of his books, says that, he says, we don't have to have anything to be thankful for. We can just stir up and feel that thanksgiving within us. And as we do that, it begins to change our life. Also, I could not talk about that. We've been talking about Brene Brown just a little bit. Mr. Butterworth also says, Plato actually said it first, a grateful mind is a great mind that eventually attracts to itself great things. Don't you love that? It's a great mind that eventually attracts to itself great things. So we keep that. That's what we will happen in our own life. In her book that we just finished on the, the gifts of imperfection, she talks about gratitude. And she did this study, and Jim gave that lesson, I believe, on something between the joy and gratitude. And what she found out was that these, all these thousands of people that was experiencing joy in their life, it was attached to what do you think it was? Gratitude. She goes, without exception, every person I interviewed who described living a joyful life or who described themselves as joyfully, actively practiced gratitude and attributed their joyfulness to their gratitude practice. Both joy and gratitude were described as spiritual practices that were bound to a, to a belief in human interconnectedness. We're all together now and a power greater than us. And what happens is when we come together, again, as we just pointed out, when we come together in joy and gratitude, my dear friends, then what happens? We have a collective consciousness that transcends our own individual consciousness. So often, though, we forget that it's hard sometimes to be grateful for failures in our life. Is it not? What we perceive as a failure. Have you ever failed on anything? <laughs> I'm not by myself. Have you ever failed to get a job? Have you ever failed to get the boy, the girl, or your dreams? Have you ever failed to, 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 to land that date on Friday night? Have you ever failed a test in school? Sometimes it's really hard to be grateful for that. But if you think about it, if we look at these things, we can look back and we can see, oh, my dear friends, guess what we can do? We can look back and we can learn what we have learned from the failure. I didn't say live in the failure. Because as we concentrate on things, we seem to attract them to us, right? You don't want to attract more failure, but you want to learn from that failure. And you want to see what you can apply next time in your life. So it's important, my dear friends, to fail. And to fail and to acknowledge that failure when you fail. A little boy said one time, how did you learn to skate? And he said, by getting up every time I fell down. What happens, my dear friends, is when we fail to get up from our failures, then we have not learned. Look at the word, get up, again, again, look at again, A-G-A-I-N, A-gain. Every time I get up again, I have gained momentum. I have gained where, from where I was. So this morning, let's give thanks in the midst of all of this even for our failures. Well, this morning we're all huge successes. We're here, are we not? We, 
You know, sometimes that's what we can do, show up. That's 50% of it. We're glad you're with us this morning. We're so grateful for those beautiful souls that are streaming with us today. So by all means, if you are a guest with us today, we invite you to allow us to honor your presence here. We are that open and welcoming, inclusive community. Therefore, one of our favorite things to do is to acknowledge our guest. Welcoming is one of our values. So my dear friends, if you're here as a guest today, please take your courage in your hand, calling all courage, 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 and raise your hand as I raise my hand. First, got guests here, absolutely. Guests here, absolutely. Keep your hand up, please, until our ushers get to you. That packet of information you're receiving tells you a lot about Unity Minneapolis. There's a card in that packet. If you choose to fill out any part of that card and turn that into our book desk, we have a gift for you. The rose is a gift from our congregation so that we can easily acknowledge you and welcome you with open hearts and with open minds. We certainly welcome those that are streaming with us today as well. So let us stand together as we greet our neighbors with a handshake, a hug, a smile. We do it. We ask before we. Let's do it. So let's remain standing just for a moment as we uh, know we're going to remain seated. Are we going to stand seeing this as a congregation? No. I got yes, it. As a congregation, but seated. Yes. Seated. David will assist us. coordinator and we are going to do, Judy is shorter than I am, just a little bit, yay, come on, working on a song for y'all. So we've been working on a call and response song.
An attitude of gratitude, an attitude of gratitude. And the dictionary defines um, attitude as a settled way of thinking or feeling about someone or something, typically one that is reflected in a personal person's behavior. We often hear, man, does she have attitude. Have you heard that? Or we hear, oh, he has such an attitude. You know, maybe you've been told you have such an attitude. I don't know. But we've heard that before in our own life. But attitude is part of our consciousness. And attitude also does not have to be looked at something as negative, but it's looked at something as good. That We are all unique, unrepeatable expressions of spirit. And we all have unique attitudes in our own life. You know, but our attitude determines our altitude. Our attitude determines how we are going to grow in consciousness. And as we all know and we teach here and believe with all our heart that we will not, we cannot expand the realm of our consciousness. Therefore, one of our things here is to not only transformation, but to expand our consciousness in positive ways so that we can continue to grow. And some part of expanding that consciousness is asking questions, learning and asking questions. How many of you at times have been hesitant to ask the question? Yeah. And maybe you look back and you go, Wow, I, don't, I haven't asked a question because I hear a still small voice in the back of my head growing up. Someone that said, wow, you ask way too many questions. <laughs> or maybe we equate asking questions with not being so bright. So we want at times not to ask a question and, and hold back on that. So many of us believe that it's always not encouraged to ask questions. 
We were made to believe that we should know everything about everything. Don't ask so many questions. So often what happens is we will just sit with our unanswered questions, sometimes even feeling shamed or criticized for not knowing or guilty even for not asking. But also it is so important to ask questions because when we ask questions, it expands our possibilities for growth in our own life. And it's important sometimes, especially in problem solving, as you know, is sometimes we have to ask the right question in order to get the right answer in our life. I remember working with a CEO one time, and I was chair of the board, and he was the CEO. And we would, when we would go to lunch sometimes, he would say at the time, he would say, let's think about the right question. What is the question that we really want answered? What do we need to ask in order for the, to get that answer? Because you see, if the question is in our heart, if the question is in our mind, where do you think the answer is? Yeah, you wouldn't have the question without the answer. Now, that does not mean that we don't seek advice. It doesn't mean that we don't seek knowledge. It doesn't mean that we don't seek wisdom. But at the same time, God would not put a question on our heart unless the answer is present. Don't you love that? And so it's our way to get out of the way and allow Intuition, Brene Brown talked about intuition in her book. You know, I used to think intuition was like, boom, suddenly magic, boom. And she says, no, it's a combination of everything. It's a combination of reason. It's a combination of logic, of education. She says, at the same time, at the same time I believe with all my heart that we have to leave ourselves open for understanding, open ourselves to questions. So as we, and sometimes, you know, we ask those questions like, what am I going to do after high school? Where am I going to college? Who am I going to marry? Or maybe we ask some of those bigger questions in life too. Miguel Ruiz, in his book, Three Questions, he says that the most important three questions that we can reflect upon and ask ourselves is, who am I? Who am I? Mm. What is real? And what is love? So my dear friends, this season, when we ask those questions, not only of ourselves, but of wanting to know more. It shows that we're teachable. It shows that we want to be creative. The questions also create momentum for problem solving and connecting with others. So I think sometimes it's time for us to stop apologizing for asking questions. Excuse me. I'm sorry. I have a question. Claim that question. Claim that question as a gratitude in your life. Please ask them appropriately, okay? <laughs> Questions are to be asked. 
and they are to be asked appropriately. Not to shame others, not to embarrass others, but genuinely wanting to know. You got it? Got it. Okay, let's see what's up next. <laughs> okay, our daily word. We have a beautiful daily word today on gratitude. Hello. My name is Marin Berg, and I'm a Unitine here at Unity. And so here's our daily word for today. We now move deeper into spirit with the reading of the daily word. As the usher brings down the prayer box, you are invited to mentally, mentally add your prayers to the written requests in the box. After the service, the prayer box is located in the garden court where you may add your written requests. Your prayers are then prayed with by our prayer ministry for seven days, and then they are forwarded to silent unity, where they are prayed with for an additional 30 days. The word for today is gratitude. We affirm that as I embrace gratitude, I am filled with an awareness for greatness. It might be tempting to think that we need items and events to be grateful for before we can feel genuine gratitude. However, Unity Minister Eric Butterworth suggested that it's possible to experience the feeling of gratitude without needing a special reason to be grateful. Just feel it, he advised, adding that as we simply allow each other to feel gratitude, the flow of intelligence and love and peace and power come through us and manifest effectively. The practice of gratitude, Butterworth explains, gets us into a full of greatness consciousness. As I generate gratitude, it lifts my heart, quickens my mind and body, and centers me in the flow of good that is present everywhere. And scripture tells us in Acts 2.28, You have made known to me the ways of life. You will make me full of gladness with your presence. Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary, pure and holy, tried and true, with thanksgiving, I'll be your living sanctuary.
invite you to become comfortable with your body in a comfortable supporting position. Breathe easy knowing you are in a space of you are in a safe space surrounded by people who love you. I invite you now to relax into the presence of God. Breathe deeply, bringing oxygen down into your tissues and cells. Breathe and relax. Be aware of the presence of spirit as your body relaxes. Sense God moving in and through you as your body temple is nourished. God dwells in you as love, light, and goodness. Affirm for yourself, I am a person of love. Feel your heart expanding in this awareness. I am love. Affirm, I am a person of light. Feel an ever-expanding radiance coming from deep within you. Flowing forth, illuminating your body, spilling outward into the room. Affirm and know for yourself, I am a person of good. Feel the expanding sense of wisdom within you, filling your mind and heart with peace, illumination, and understanding. As we know these truths for ourselves, we know them for others. Being aware of our own radiance, we can see God's presence in the faces of our family, our friends, classmates, and even strangers on the street. Take a moment now to reach out and see God's presence in others. Thank you, loving presence, that I am a channel of your love, light, and goodness. Thank you, God, that I also see others as channels of your love, light, and truth. Together we live. Together we help each other see you achieve active and ever-present in our lives. In this, we serve each other and ourselves. I open myself to learning more about serving you, Father, Mother, God. Amen. Yesterday, a child came out to wander, caught a dragonfly inside a jar, fearful when the sky was full of thunder, and tearful at the falling of a star and the seasons they go round and round the painted ponies go up and down we 
Summer's gone now. Almost forgot. Cartwheels turned to car wheels through the town. And they tell him, take your time, it won't be long now. Till you drag your feet and slow the circle down. And the seasons, they go round and round And the painted ponies go up and down You know, we're captive on a carousel of time We can't return, we can only look Behind from where we came And go round and round and round In the circle game Though his dreams have lost some grandeur coming true Well, there'll be new dreams, maybe some better dreams But there'll be plenty Before the last revolving year is through The seasons they go round and round. The painted ponies go up and down. We're captive on the carousel of time. We can't return, we can only look behind from where we came and go round and around and around in a circle game. In the circle
Oh, thank you. That was just beautiful. Hello, everyone. In January of this year, I had made a tough decision, and that decision was to turn in my notice at the company where I had spent the last decade. It was that state of divine discontent, as I'm sure many of you are familiar with, where the universe is just giving you all sorts of things to make that nest prickly so that you will dive into your next grandest expression. Um, regardless, it, it, there was some pain that, that led up to that point, and as I submitted that notice, I knew I had a decision to make. I could spend the next three weeks rehashing all those little prickles that had made me so ready to leave in the first place, all the things I didn't like about where I saw the department going. Um, or I could choose to reflect on all of that time that I had at that company and all the many gifts and blessings that I had to grow as an employee, to grow in my knowledge and wisdom of business, to grow as a person. And of course, I've been coming to Unity since I was about this big, so I knew I should choose the latter. <laughs> and I can't say I did it perfectly in every single moment, but by and large, I took that time and I started typing emails of appreciation to all of those people who had made a positive impact on my life at General Mills. And as I started to do that, the, the love and the appreciation just came rolling right on back to me. And people started to say all these things that I had done to make an impact on them. And all my lunches were filled with, with gratitude and with thanksgiving for um, just all the time that I had had there. And in that last day, I walked out with my head held high feeling like a million bucks, and really feeling better than I had in the last couple of years of working there. And now when I look back at my time there, I have this sense of fondness, so much more fondness than bitterness. And so when we take that time to really um, tap into gratitude, and it's hard, our brains are wired to look for the things that aren't going well. It's our reptilian brain trying to prevent any threats. Um, but when we can do that, when we can tap in, to that sense of thanksgiving and appreciation. We are open up to our divine selves. We feel more peaceful in our hearts, more happy, and we can share that peace and happiness with the world. As we say at Unity, it starts within. And we use that Unity principle number five about walking our talk to do that. So as many of you know, it's one thing to know all this, and it's another thing entirely to practice it. So in a moment, we are going to play a game. Hopefully all you kiddos who have been sitting so patiently are like, yeah! <laughs> and maybe some of the rest of you are like, oh no, I have to talk to the person next to me. <laughs> but I promise it will not be painful. So in a moment, I am going to ask you to turn to your neighbor, and we are going to play Gratitude Popcorn. Has anyone heard of Gratitude Popcorn before? Oh, I see a couple hands. All right, so for those of you who don't know, uh, person A is going to shout out something they're grateful for. It might be my mommy, something simple, one or two words. And the other person is going to say back something that they're grateful for. It could be like sunshine. And we're going to go as fast as we can back and forth for about one minute. And I am going to ring a chime to indicate when to start and then when to wrap up.
And for those of you streaming with us, we're so grateful you're with us, and we want you to participate as well. So for you, please type what you're grateful for into the comments section, and we'll be taking a look at that later. Okay, are we ready? Yes, okay. And here we begin. Okay, folks. <laughs> oh, welcome back. Uh, I heard so much fabulous energy. I saw people talking with each other with smiles on their faces. And I'm wondering if we can just take a moment and just reflect silently on how that experience was. Let's take a deep breath. And feel that in our bodies. You might be feeling a, a tingling sensation. You might be feeling some lightness in your heart. Maybe you're so excited to share more. Like that was just the beginning and you have more to share. And I invite you to take that into the world this week. It is Thanksgiving, and as we celebrate that day, it is a natural day to give Thanksgiving. And I invite you to take it even further. Um, you can do it with teaching your friends at lunch and playing gratitude popcorn at lunch. You can start your next meeting that way. You can play gratitude popcorn over the phone with a loved one. You can take this list that is in your bulletin and write down what you're grateful for throughout the week and the days and the months ahead. And we would love it if you would fill out what you're grateful for on our gratitude wreath in the garden court, for those of you in the building. It'll take about two minutes. And so we just say thank you, God, for this time 
and for opening ourselves up to more and more gratitude. Thank you. And at this moment, I would like to invite Sanoa and the YOU and the Uniteens on up. We are going to give an offertory blessing as we prepare to receive our tithes, our gifts, and our offerings. And I also invite our ushers down to receive that offering. And we're going to need a little bit of help from you, the audience, for this one. Let's get our energy in our hands. Okay, so this is a repeat after me offering. This is a repeat after, after me offering. As I give, as I give, so I receive, so I receive. I am a child of God. I am a child of God. As I give, as I give, so I receive, so I receive. I am a child of God. I am a child of God. As I give, as I give, so I receive, so I receive. I am a child of God.
Let our usher, <clears throat> let's invite our ushers to come forth as we bless these tithes and these gifts and these offerings. We give thanks for these gifts. We bless them, giving thanks for the power of blessing. And we send them forth to fulfill our vision and mission of a transformed world. Thank you, thank you, God. And so it is, and so we let it be. Amen. I want to acknowledge our youth and family ministry family today, our whole area that works so hard, but I also want to acknowledge all of those that volunteer in our youth and family ministry. If you volunteer there, we would like very much to appreciate you today and give thanks for you. Would you please stand? You volunteer there. Thank you, thank you. And now I'm going to invite our on-duty unity prayer chaplains to stand. These individuals arrived early and they held sacred space in this beautiful sanctuary. And they're here today to hold that sacred space with you, to listen with the ear of their heart, to pray aloud with you, and then to hold what they have heard in the strictest of confidence. So today, if you have a prayer request, by all means, seek out our unity prayer chaplain. Thank you for your service, and you may be seated. You know, this is the time of year when... Um, we invite you to make a year-end gift to Unity Minneapolis. I stand here boldly every year and invite you to do that without being embarrassed one iota. Because I know one thing, this place makes a difference in the lives of thousands of people. Not only in the sanctuary, but those that stream with us each and every, each and every Sunday. It makes a difference in the staff that comes to work each and every Sunday that serves this community. It makes a difference in thousands of lives. So I boldly stand here and invite you to make a gift over and above what you normally give at Unity Minneapolis at this time of year. Emily Newberg, is, she is going to share this morning why she makes a gift to Unity Minneapolis. Emily, you want to come up and introduce, introduce Emily and her family. Isn't she fabulous? Yeah. Yeah. Hello. Hello, Emily. Emily, this is Abram, and this is Lavinia, hey. and the cat. So we're up here to talk about why I give a year-end year gift, and for me, it's all about the business of transforming lives. When I found Unity Minneapolis, I was pregnant, separated, and unemployed. My status as a full-time mother rode off into the sunset with my marriage, and suddenly I had to find a job, and I had to find a home, and I had to find a family. I had no family. And when I got divorced, I lost another family. I thank God every day that the week I left was the first Sunday that I, that Sunday was the Sunday I found Unity Minneapolis. You might have remembered me, I was a pregnant woman in back crying the whole time. <laughs> That lesson I remember given by Reverend Pat, just that one lesson felt so validating and so empowering. I knew I was doing the right thing. And so I kept coming back. And this is what's remained consistent for us. I dove in. I started with private counseling with Reverend Pat. 
Like, I'm right here, Reverend Pat. I need to be here. I've never known anyone to do this, so tell me what to do. I took classes in prosperity. I volunteered. I got to garden after losing my gardens. I worked in childcare. And Lavinia came with me on this journey. She and I moved four times to four different cities in five months. She wants me to tell you which cities. We moved to, from Apple Valley to Minneapolis to Andover to St. Paul. And throughout that chaos, this was what was consistent. We could come here, we could feel welcomed, we felt safe, we felt accepted, nobody judged us. I could bring Lavinia upstairs into the room and eventually Abram up into the youth program and I knew that they were, that they were loved. And they didn't want to leave, it's really hard to get them to leave. <laughs> so, when, really, I'm, I'm here to say that this, this really has helped me transform my life. I, um, in the three years that I've been coming here now, I have, um, well, what I've learned from all the lessons, really, I put it all together and I realized that I was being told that I can do whatever I want. I can, I'm in complete control of my life. And once that clicked, I really understood that. Everything happened so quickly. I got a job that I love. I've already been promoted. Everything I wanted in that job appeared. I wanted to travel, I wanted to write. I got everything I wanted. I got, bought my first house this year. Lavinia and I, <laughs> we've moved for our fifth and final time. Yeah, you too. What did you want to say? Thank you. Do you want to say something? Stand on this hill. There we go. Do you want to say something? I'm really grateful for for what for for like a lot of things in our world and I really like to to do a lot of good things for our plants and, and grass and, and everything in our world. So the reason why I give is not to say thank you. It's not, it's to think, I, I'm thinking about all the women who were where I was. I think about the people who needed to hear what I heard. It was really hard. And I do this because it's the only way that I know, other than walking up to people and knocking on doors and saying, Unity Minneapolis, go! <laughs> I, I give because that's the only way I know how to help this place expand. It's the only way I know how to help Minneapolis, Unity Minneapolis transform lives. My life's been transformed. I could have done it without Unity Minneapolis, but I don't want to know what it would have looked like. <laughs> So I'm asking you to think about that, not, not just about what it does for you, but all the, all the challenges that you've faced and the way that unity has helped you put the good, that perspective on it. Think of what other people are going through. They're going through the same stuff. And the only way that we can help unity transform lives is by giving and showing up. So that's why I give, and I want you to give if you feel like you've been moved at all by unity. Our board president, Greg Peterson, is, is at a table back there to help answer any questions. Take your money. <laughs> My kids and I will be back there as long as they let me. So thank you. Whoa. Do you see why I boldly stand here and ask for your gift? 
Because, see, I'm on the ground, I'm in the forest, and I know what a difference this community makes. Thank you, Emily, for all that courage and your honesty. We just love you, and we're glad you're with us here today. Also, I just want to share a couple of other things very quickly with you. We have so many wonderful things happening today. If you're interested in the miracles of Jesus, you want to join us this afternoon for a workshop. And then at 5 o'clock this afternoon? We are, we are really excited. Yeah. Actually rehearsed. Like, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean it. Yeah. Oh, I'm speechless. Wow. What a beautiful story. And so really, 5 o'clock, um, uh, Rachel and Judy and I are really looking forward to seeing you here. Yes. And Laurie, we're not often speechless, are we? It's wonderful. It's wonderful. <laughs> Guys, next week we begin, next week we begin Advent. Can you believe that next week is Advent? And of course, I'm excited about this new series because of course we'll talk and we'll, families will light our traditional Advent candles, of course, of peace and, and I mean, of, of hope and peace and, and joy and love. But also this year I'm excited about adding a new twist to Advent. I think that sometimes that we are, this season of peace is really challenging for us to be peaceful, is it not? We look at the news sometimes, we let the outer world affect us tremendously, and we will be looking during these four weeks of things that we can do to remain centered and peaceful in spirit. Got it? I love it. I'm going to invite all of our YOU, our Uniteens, our Youth and Family Ministry to the platform with me. I'm feeling very lonely up here, so let's come on up here, okay? Cassidy Meeks, didn't she do a great job today? Yes. Great meditation. Great youth and family. Join us afterwards. I think we have refreshments in um, the Friendship Hall. I think we, there's coffee and tea and, and Reverend Pat. So come on back to coffee and tea. And there's cake, too. Let them eat cake. Uh, let us know together our prayer for protection and our peace songs. Let's stand together, please. And before you leave, all together now, speak to at least three people you don't know, okay? So together we know that the light of God surrounds us. I am light. The love of God enfolds us. I am love. The power of God protects us. I am power. The presence of God watches over us. I am presence. Wherever we are, God is. I am divine and all is swell.
There's two, one, two, one, two, a two, two, one, two, one, two, one, two, a two, two. There's two, one, two, one, two, a two, two. In the RE. Back when I had a little, I thought that I needed a lot. A little was overrated. But a lot was a little too complicated. See, zero didn't satisfy me. A million didn't make me happy. That's when I learned the lesson that it's all about your perception. Hey, are you a popper or a superstar? So you act and feel, so you are. It's not about the size of your car. It's about the size of the faith in your heart. There's hope. It doesn't cost a thing to smile. of Brazil, I met a young brother that made me feel that I could accomplish anything. You see, just like me, he wanted to sing. He had no windows and no doors. He led a simple life and was extremely poor. On top of all of that, he had no eyesight. But that didn't keep him from seeing the light. He said, what's it like in the USA? All I did was complain, he said. Living here is paradise. He told me paradise is in your mind. You know there's hope. It doesn't cost a thing to smile. You don't have to pay to laugh. You better thank God for that. Better thank God for that. There's hope. It doesn't cost a thing to smile. You don't have to pay to laugh. You better thank God for that. Thank God for that. Yeah. Every time I turn on the TV. Somebody's acting crazy If you let it, it drives you crazy But I've taken back my power today Gas prices, they can keep on rising The government, they keep on lying We gotta keep on surviving Living it the best and do the best we can do And there's hope It doesn't cost a thing to smile You don't have to pay to laugh You better thank God for that It doesn't cost a thing to smile. You don't have to pay to laugh. You better thank God for that. There's hope. Stand up for your right. Stand up for your right. Keep shining your light. Keep shining your And show the world your smile. There's hope. Stand up for your right. Keep shining your Two, two, one, two, one, two, 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 two, one